uh, something that they talk about a lot in art school, and I got this in my painting degree. I heard it. I hear it at SCAD all the time. There's no original idea. Oh my gosh, just, you're the second not. person to say that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just not. It's It's been done before. I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Attainable Podcast. I hope you're doing well. Um, this episode is the last episode of our creative series. I'm probably going to bring this back, honestly, because um, this has been so good. Today's interview is so good, um, but we're going to be moving into some wedding content um, and some other episodes that we're planning that I'm super excited about. The wedding is September 24th, and don't worry, we plan on having episodes as long as everything works out all through my time at the wedding, at the, on the honeymoon, all those type of things. And so we will, we will still have attainable podcast going up. Today I'm talking with Kat Wiglicky. They are a animator and multimedia artist and this conversation was so interesting. They started out studying in marine biology um and and moved into art and they went through painting, they've gone through um animation and storyboard. Like it's extremely interesting conversation and know you're going to love it. I hope you guys have enjoyed this creativity series. The guests have been amazing. And if you have anybody that you want me to interview and on to speak more about this, please submit them. Go ahead and DM us on Instagram um, and we would love to hear it. But anyway, you're going to love this episode. Love, love, love this episode. So anyways, here's Kat. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, I've been, uh, I was telling you a little bit before, I've been just stalking your Instagram for the past couple of days and I'm so excited to get a look into your brain. Um, but yeah. for everybody listening, can you um, just give a very brief description of what you do and what your art style is? Yeah. So I am a storyboard artist, a painter, animator, um, Basically, I just wear a bunch of different hats <laughs> as far as art goes. Um, so it's always kind of changing. <laughs> Nothing yeah. really stays constant. Yeah. Um, and I want to, so um, I guess I, I think it's kind of an odd question to say like, why? But how how do you have so many different mediums? I, I don't really know. It's always just kind of like been a thing that I did. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't even originally trying to be an artist. That was not my original plan. Okay. I mean, Natalie Natalie could tell you, uh, I went to College of Charleston for marine biology. Stop. <laughs> okay, well, my next question was the evolution of, like, your art style and getting into art. Yeah. So let's jump into that. How did, yeah. where, where did that transition happen? So, I was always an artistic person, but I guess in high school... I felt kind of like steered away from that as far as path wise goes. Why? So I I went to a college preparatory high school, like fancy, like yeah. all girls Catholic high school. So me being good at science was more important yeah. to them. Oh, I've spoken <laughs> I've spoken a lot about um paths and these trajectories that people are put on in the current education system and mm -hmm. I can go on and on so yeah. um yeah it was whew. even though I was decent like I was pretty good at art too <laughs> it's good at both but yeah they're like, yeah, like yeah, this one's science. gonna be what you're doing thanks yeah and I was like okay sure yeah 
Uh, and then I got into it and I just didn't like it. I just didn't like it. So I was like, you know what? I'll go back to the one thing I always have, which is art. Uh, ended up leaving College of Charleston because I'm not going to go into debt if I can yeah. get an art degree elsewhere. Um, got a painting degree. Graduated in 2020 with that. Uh first first class like it was like spring 2020 so I graduated right when yeah COVID hit yeah <laughs> that was a lot yeah um and then had like this moment of I don't know what to do because the art market basically crashed yeah like people weren't selling paintings and I was like I don't know what to do with my life now because nothing's happening uh so I kind of just went back to character design and more animation related stuff and now I'm at SCAD in Savannah (laughs) yeah what do you so um so you got like like a bachelor's in painting and then what are you Mm -hmm. studying at SCAD Uh, I'm getting another bachelor's because I am focusing in uh storyboarding and like concept design yeah so it's like a facet of the animation major but their masters in animation is like all 3D, which is not my thing <laughs> at all. Um, so I'm just getting another BFA, which is fun. Yeah, and SCAD is literally so cool. Like it's really, really cool. It's re- yeah, is I was like, how is it class cool? It, it is. Like it is. It's really cool. I really love it here. That's awesome. Um. Okay. Well, so. Yeah, so you've gone from painting to like animation. And one of my questions um was that what what is the role of storytelling in your art? Because looking at yeah. your art, like it's pretty much all characters or some sort of sort of storyline, which is a little bit different from the other uh creatives that I've talked to. And they mm-hmm. have been, you know, it'll be a prompt, not necessarily of a full storyline, um, mm-hmm. as much as as yours communicates. Um oh, so nice where uh, yeah what kind of role does that have did you see a transition from how like pulling how you used to paint into how you go into animation definitely um so when I was getting my painting degree that was kind of the big critique that I got is I was always trying to tell more Mm -hmm. I was always trying to put a story behind stuff um to a point where it was like too much (laughs) (laughs) and I was always told kind of like reel it back like you don't have to put that much into it um but I was always trying to like tell really intricate stories which is why I think as a whole like the whole painting like fine art gallery kind of stuff didn't mesh with me and I didn't notice it at the time (laughs) uh yeah I think I've always loved storytelling in general uh, and it just kind of took me a long and winding path yeah. to figure out how to kind of incorporate that into my work. And now that's basically like my job. Yeah. Do <laughs> you storytelling? Yeah. Do 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 you come up with these stories, or how does like the inspiration process work? Um, in terms of like conceptualizing something that you're wanting to create. Some of them I do come up with. So I have chronic nightmares (laughs) 
um oh but I'm also... i was looking at some yeah. of your work and one of them said like this is from a nightmare i had i was like oh my gosh yeah no it's a huge inspiration i have always had super vivid insane dreams and nightmares uh and i'm really interested in horror art uh specifically like horror movies and mm-hmm. making an animated horror film um so that kind of i just keep like the notes app on my phone is just concept after concept after concept like if i have something weird happen in a dream i will just write it down yeah and go back to it later eventually um but yeah that a lot of stuff i do pull from that i read a lot so sometimes i'll like bookmark stuff while i'm reading yeah um and then go back and like try and bring that to life Mm -hmm. um i also play a lot of D &D. (laughs) that would be probably a huge inspiration yeah huge inspiration because it's basically just all of us playing off of each other uh just improvising stuff so you really don't know what is gonna happen ever yeah Uh, but I've gotten some really fun stuff from there wow oh my gosh okay now this is this is totally a selfish question I'm such a book nerd (laughs) um and I've gotten into fiction in the last probably year Mm -hmm. no I think it's been like year year and a half something like that anyway and so I'm thinking okay like you taking inspiration from these books do you ever like you know like you love a book so you try and continue the story that's a really good question I have never tried to continue the story I don't think or visualize what you um, read but I definitely visualize it like in my head I'm like what would this look like if it was a movie like how would I I'm like jealous I feel like <laughs> you've got like a magic wand or something and it's like oh you know how to put all the fantasies from your mind onto a physical page like that's fan like that's fantastic I'm so happy for you I just struggle and you know just wiggle around not knowing where to put my emotions or feelings so I'm really glad that you figured that out for yourself it's really fun um okay well okay I had a okay I had another question so um since your your art is is storytelling um I think this will be interesting so a concept that I have found fascinating is um the idea of like prompts for artists um and is a prompt a a crutch or is it a good foundational point because in my I've I've grown up in science and stem and so I, I haven't really um been exposed until now hence why I'm doing this series to what the creative process looks like I assumed that people popped out the womb and they were like with a pencil in their hand or something like they just know and a lot of people they're they'll say you know like I'm like you know how did you learn to do art they're like I don't know I just do and I'm like that's really freaking nice for you like I love that <laughs> like that's that's helpful for me thanks and and then there's others who are like no there is a process and you do like study it and you get pr- better and all that kind of stuff but I I'm like, okay, you know, I'm thinking artists just look at a blank wall and come up with brilliance and then, you know, whatever medium they're working in, they get creative vomit and then it's like, (laughs) great. I'm like, that's awesome. Um, Do you think that, but okay, but then I've also looked at, especially when in like art school and things like that, where of course there is a prompt and there is like some sort of standing ground. You're, it's a sandbox mm-hmm. for you to play in. Um, do you think that that's, that's a crutch or something that you kind of lean on and, but you need to 
come off of or is that kind of the foundational point for all art I think it's more of a foundational point uh something that they talk about a lot in art school and I got this in my painting degree I heard it I hear it at scat all the time there's no original idea oh my gosh you're the second not to say that yeah (laughs) like there's just not it's it's been done before um in fact like one of my uh storytelling classes he literally gave us Aesop's fables to choose from so every single person in the class was picking from three different fables and then from there we would build a short film um and everyone's was completely different yeah even though we had the same prompts like even people like I chose the boy who cried wolf um every other person that chose that completely different like characters setting like everything was totally different so I think prompts are kind of just like a little stepping stone to getting to the end product um I also watched a whole lot of like art YouTube yeah (laughs) yeah I love I love YouTube I love Um, YouTube although now it's so good (laughs) completely taken like its place but I was a YouTube kid I'm like I was raised by YouTube yeah, there's a lot of, um, like, one channel I watch is called Drawfee, uh, and they do, their whole show, the whole premise is four artists will get, like, the same kind of prompt, or they give each other prompts, and they just make something absolutely insane from it. Yeah. So I just think it's a fun way to kind of, like, start, because sometimes you don't finish with the prompt. <laughs> sometimes it may go somewhere completely different. Yeah. But, but that's okay yeah that's totally fine yeah yeah it just kind of gives you a direction um do you and this is this is interesting question um for you so the the question I've been asking is um when do you know that a piece is finished um which you know for you there's a story close yeah. um versus an abstract artist or mm-hmm. uh, my last artist she did like uh, very graphic portraits um and but they were like from her head um mm-hmm. and so yeah when do you know that a piece is finished and you can step away oh I think it it does really depend on the piece um like stuff like these back here super like cut and dry um photographs you know once I edit it that's kind of it Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like storytelling goes, God, <laughs> there's sometimes there's no end depending what the story is. If it's like my own kind of character, my own setting, like I may finish one story, but in my head, it doesn't really stop. Like it's just going to keep going. Um, I do make a lot of checklists though. <laughs> really? I how, do. How do you, do you I, use your checklists? So I'll do like uh, roughing it out. So going in, blocking everything out, getting, I try and get, like if I'm storyboarding something, I'll try and get all of my panels completely roughed out, just get the idea of what I need on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go in and I refine that uh, line wise. I'll add if they need color, if they need shading, anything like that. So I kind of break it down into steps. So that by the end, I'm like, ah, yeah, this is where it needs to be to be wrapped up. Um, 
but especially with storyboards once you send them off if you're if you're like working on a film or something sometimes you got to edit it so yeah <laughs> um do you uh do you use words in like in your art process when you're coming up with a storyboard yes. Um, this Definitely. is something that I found super interesting. <laughs> um, the last artist that we had on and then an artist I've talked to before that. Um, and of course, for me, as somebody who, again, thinks that people just shit brilliance, I <laughs> like to hear that somebody's like, no, no, like I'll journal things and almost write out a concept before I'm like the the process of a neuron zapping <laughs> and coming up with something and then putting it into a physical form I'm like I want to know exactly how that happens and so hearing that people and artists use words like so many artists I've talked to it it goes from like head to words then to their medium which I find insane and it's interesting that that's a commonality yeah no I think that's really interesting I remember it from a, a professor I had at University of Memphis uh Lisa Williamson who's a fantastic artist and she does right now a lot of abstract work but um I whenever you're stuck and you don't kind of know how to get from your head to paper or canvas she was the one that told me just write just write it down so that kind of got to the I just word vomit into a sketchbook um also mood boards (laughs) Pinterest is (laughs) <laughs> okay, how do you use your mood boards? I want to hear it. I find so, them to be both amazing and overwhelming. Yeah, oh, there's a lot. Um, so for like the short film that I boarded uh, based on The Boy Who Cried Wolf, I did The Girl Who Cried Ghost. So I went on Pinterest and I was like, let me get like anything related to like ghosts, a lot of Stranger Things photos because my main characters were all kids. So, like, anything that kind of fit that Scooby-Doo kind of vibe, mm-hmm. anything, whether it was, like, just a creepy artistic photo or picture of a broken down house, like, anything that fit the vibe, throw it in there. Just anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to get the feeling. Same with playlists. I also use a lot of playlists to kind of get me into the headspace. I love that this reminds me of like when Natalie and I are like planning a photo shoot she'll have yeah. me do a mood board and but if, she's much more literal like in the way that she thinks of it I'm very much like sploosh here's a bunch of photos she's like okay <laughs> well what do you like about this photo I'm like I don't know it felt warm and fuzzy to me like I'm just like you know like vomit all these images over and she's like hey, yeah well we need to organize this and I'm like oh that's I don't know how couldn't tell you how not not a clue how um but that's interesting so you've got just all these images anything that works you put it in yep that just kind of helps you visualize yeah whether it's like a still from a movie where I'm like I like the way that that's framed throw it in there um or like color palettes if something Mm. just has a nice color palette it can go in there um yeah just fits the whole vibe that I'm thinking of do you think there's like a line um, that you cross between, oh, I'm finding inspiration and I'm getting more creative or, oh, I'm like dulling my creativity and kind of losing it by looking at other people's stuff too much? Uh, 
sometimes I would definitely think so. Uh, like I'll get into a hole where I'm just like scrolling through Twitter, which has a bunch of animators on it and just looking at everybody's work mm-hmm. and then you're sitting there and you're like I'll never be like this yeah yeah <laughs> um but when I'm working I think I'm definitely more focused I try and like throw I literally throw my phone into another room like don't look at it yeah um I try and separate like looking at art for fun and then looking at like art for inspiration Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't influence me as much yeah yeah and if I am looking at art for inspiration I try and find stuff that's in a different medium that's like not oh that's a good point what I do yeah yeah like the playlists that's fascinating yeah a playlist can really um like help you catch a vibe I um love it (laughs) I learned that I'm like an oddball for Spotify like I keep talking to people and they're like oh yeah I have a playlist for this I have a playlist for this and I'll even like stalk my friend's Spotify accounts and I see like they really have these curated playlists I've been working for my liked songs thing for years (laughs) like literally I and I think thinking about it I'm like oh my god this is the most manic like weirdest way to do this you know other people are like yes i feel this way i go to this place i'm like no 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 i have this giant giant thing of songs that i've been curating for the last probably seven years oh and God. the farther back you get the worse it is but so i just kind of start at the top or if i'm feeling spicy i just press shuffle and and just hit like skip until <laughs> i find one that's good and hope the algorithm figures it out like it's oh a terrible system and but that's chaotic. That's like what I got. I'm working on my playlist now like we are trying <laughs> to build them so that I can actually say okay this is how I'm feeling this is where I go it's <laughs> much more organized yeah yeah mine is I feel like my playlists are very all over the place like on one hand I do monthly playlists where I just like dump anything that I'm listening to that month goes there and then I have more like specific moods yeah oh the names of playlists are my favorite (laughs) favorite (laughs) yeah I um I was talking speaking with my cousin and he's got some really interesting ones I really like a playlist he has called second wind and it's for the gym it's very good it's when you need it yeah yeah and then he has one (laughs) It's one of my favorite titles. It's um, uh, Gaslighting an Indie Girl, <laughs> which I found to be one of the funniest things I've ever oh seen my in my God. life. <laughs> like Spotify playlist names are a different level. I'm like, this it's is incredible. genius because it's the <laughs> most, usually the most accurate portrayal of a vibe. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. It, I couldn't have said it better. Like they know. <laughs> I know, like I know exactly what you're talking about. I know the exactly. moment that you yep. like I would listen yep. to this like 100. <laughs> percent Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, okay, switching gears a little bit. Um, yeah. is there and getting very philosophical? Is there a like art theory or belief, um, or maybe not even art, but something that you stand by and kind of use as a foundation or that kind of is portrayed through your art? Ooh. Um, that's a that's a really um, so 
mad at me right now for not knowing anything (laughs) (laughs) you know that was uh, as soon as I wrote that I was like oh Sarah make sure you send that to her beforehand because that's a really hefty question and then I did it so I apologize for that Um, so take your time all good time I have so many books of like theory and stuff like that like love art history love theory um hmm or even a motto or something that you remind yourself I would think my thing is definitely like not sticking to art like we talked you mentioned the idea of like the sandbox to play Mm in um something that I've just kind of learned over the years is get out of the sandbox (laughs) go go elsewhere um so like even though I started in science and I'm not working in science anymore I still incorporate that into my work mm-hmm. um it has a huge influence on like my character design because I look at a lot of different like animals and bugs and just like random things that I pull from so I try and I'd say like my I cast a wide net as far as inspiration goes and I try to not place limits as far as art goes so whether it's like using a different kind of material like something that's not typically an art material um or making art outside um like my sketchbook I have like flowers that I find when I'm walking and like random stuff that I just kind of throw in there that I like uh but it's definitely like sometimes you gotta get outside of the sandbox or just go outside in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. breathe like, air, breathe fresh air. Remember yeah. what the outdoors like, go, are like. Go touch some grass. <laughs> <laughs> go touch some grass. That's my favorite. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, but like, I love, I love art and biology and like putting them together. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, and I love that that you're um kind of taking all parts of you and infusing it into it and making it yeah. meaningful um I started in chem and cool. and now I'm I, I work with I work in TikTok so like very yeah. science, ex-science geeks here yep. um so all about it and with as you developed your art style and especially um I would assume that would come I mean for me it did like a huge identity crisis leaving science and being told like this is what you're supposed to do and like this is how you're going to be successful and then not only changing directions into something creative which I think is harder um but then also you know being challenged in that way of now you have to find your own style and figure out who you are as an artist and all of that is such a personal experience what was your biggest challenge along that road oh definitely uh figuring out my voice I would say for the first two and a half years of getting degree I had no idea what I was doing no clue um everybody else seemed to find you know their theme Mm -hmm. the concepts way easier and I just could not do it everything that I made was so different from the first thing that I made or the next thing that I would make um and I just couldn't figure out what, like, how people were doing that. <laughs> um, it took, yeah, I would say the second semester of my junior year. Um, I was in a sculpture class, which I loved. Um, and all of a sudden I was like, 
oh I still love documentaries and nature like that's still a huge part of my life why don't I pull from that uh so I started making some sculpture work uh which is very different from my paintings I would say uh I have I think I have an older video of like the first round of it on my website uh it was like a I made a video <laughs> and projected it through a fishbowl of uh my own like clear plastic trash and the video was all about like plastic and pollution and stuff like that um so it was really a hard-hitting video some people did not like it <laughs> it was intense um but that kind of jump-started everything mm -hmm. and then in fall of 2019 I because of that professor Lisa who is amazing I love her so much <laughs> She told me to go on a residency, which is like unheard of for undergrad artists. Like that is not a thing you do as an undergrad. Um, so I applied to a residency that she had been on called the Art Bio Residency in Puerto Rico <laughs> with the Art Bio Collaboration. Um, and I got in. So like I worked my ass off that summer working two jobs, like seven days a week. And then got, <laughs> quit both of them and flew to Puerto Rico. Oh my gosh. Like, spent like a week camping and hiking and like drawing a bunch of stuff, meeting all of these really fantastic other artists. Um, and then we went to Panama together uh, and went to another conference there called Dynacon, which was very like different in that it was a bunch of like tech scientists and artists just in the middle of the rainforest in this itty bitty little town just doing whatever and that just like kick-started everything as far as like my process goes really yeah it was insane <laughs> how how did that kickstart? just seeing all these people in the same room or you know just I mean traveling in general is a huge oh, yeah. like redefining practice um so is it just getting out of your comfort zone what about that mm -hmm. really kind of made something click yeah it was definitely getting out of my comfort zone um I well I would say I am an outdoorsy person I was not ready <laughs> yeah what I saw and I I felt like Steve Irwin <laughs> Because there was so much wildlife. We're just hiking around. Um, but I think it was realizing that I don't have to pick one or the other. Mm -hmm. Like, I can do whatever it is. And it's fine. And sometimes it's just like, oh, I think this will be fun. I just kind of want to see what happens if I make this. <laughs> and just, like, bouncing off of other people and, like, that sense of community. Yeah. Even if they weren't all artists mm -hmm. um it was really fun I still talk to these people today like years later um and even though I'm in something completely different that trip like plays a huge part on my process artistically oh yeah my cat <laughs> hello hi buddy do you need something okay Come here. This is Hamlet. 
Oh, so cute. Oh my gosh. He's a large boy. He knows when my webcam is on, I swear. He's he like, knows. Time for me. It's time He's for like, my I debut. Have to do something about I have this. To do something every time. Okay. <laughs> well, um, kind of just round it out. Um, would you mind giving us your definition of creativity? Oh my God, Hamlet, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Hamlet, please. He. Right, so uh, <laughs> I. trying to make a definition out of it I feel like it's just kind of expressing I don't know your soul Mm -hmm. that feels like a very deep way to put it yeah um but I mean for me it really is just like taking stuff please Hamlet (laughs) uh like taking the silly things that I see in my head and just bringing it to life in whatever way that I can yeah it's just like it's a very freeing experience like knowing that I can make whatever I want Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's I mean creativity to me is just knowing there's no rules yeah there's no rules just make something (laughs) ah I love yeah. that. Thank you so much. This has been extremely insightful and just oh so, god, <laughs> so cool hearing about your journey and especially your personal journey and how that really kind of <laughs> uh, yeah. how that portrays itself in your art. Um, so how can we how can we put you on blast? If anybody wants to find you, see your work, um, support you, any of those things, where can they find you to do that? Yeah. So I am on Instagram and Twitter on uh at cat scratch uh c-a-t-t underscore scratch and then cat scratch art on twitter um everywhere else is just spooky cat if you want to look at my personal stuff um but my website which is a work in progress (laughs) okay uh is catwicklicky.com awesome we'll have all that has everything but i've discovered that Fine art websites are different than animation websites. Mm. They look very different, and I was not prepared for that. Right, Hamlet? Work in progress. Yeah, it's a work in progress. Work in progress. For sure. Thank you so much for being on, guys. I Thank know- you so much. <laughs> I know that you enjoyed this episode. This is um, this is actually the last episode for right now of our creative series. Um, might be bringing it back up, um, but if you enjoyed it, please share Uh, post on your Instagram stories, all that kind of stuff. Tag us, tag Kat, um, so that we can support each other and we can repost you and all those type of things. If you loved it, please rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the things. And as usual, I hope you guys have a fabulous week and I'll see you guys next time.